Hey everybody, welcome to Multi Multi, the podcast where we talk about the multitude of multi-site student ministry. I am one of your hosts, Joe Crabb, and I am joined uh, by the other host, Gina. Gina, how are you today? Hey Joe, doing good. Well caffeinated, hydrated, ready to roll. All of those things. Man, that is ideal. I'm glad to be with you as always, Gina, and of course, to have Trevor with us, make sure we sound great. Trev, how are you, brother? What's up, man? I'm only hydrated, not caffeinated. (laughs) (laughs) Get on Gina's level. Um, That's a t-shirt right there. Uh, We don't have any merchandise, but we do have a vision for this podcast. And of course, the vision of this podcast is to help equip those churches who are entering in or already in that multi-site student ministry space and to share with you guys uh, what we've learned, what we are learning as we make mistakes, figure things out, and have conversations with one another like this and with you guys across the nation. Uh, And in this conversation, we're going to kind of collaboratively discuss some best approaches uh, you know, for the different seasons of multi-site ministry, and in particularly summer 2021, because if there's in any season of ministry that has been different, it's been the mm-hmm. last 12 months. We are recording this on March 11th, which yeah. uh, from Michigan, we are two days away from our uh, Quarsiversary. Is that <laughs> say it, right? From when we got shut down and obviously on this end of COVID now. And um, we know that that's obviously, uh, uh, you know, a part of this conversation. But right. here we are, we're on the cusp of spring, warm weather is hitting. And of course, we're looking forward to summer. And so Gina, for our listeners, I'm sure that many of them have begun preparing and planning for this summer. And the aim of our conversation today is to share where we're at with our teams, kind of what our process has been and what we're hearing from others who are also preparing for this summer. And obviously, for those listening, we're not sharing what we're doing because it's the best or we've got to figure it all out. Uh, But out of a hope that it will help you listeners, uh, regardless of where you're at in your conversations, whether it's spark an idea, affirm something that you guys are doing, make it maybe double, you know, double back on something that you guys were considering doing. And as always, we love hearing from you guys. If you hear something from us, you're like, hey, I I can help out with that. Please, we need help. (laughs) We need help. So, Gina, (laughs) let's go after it. Um, I would love to to start with you. Just kind of share a a real quick, brief overview, uh, because we'll dive into it some more in a moment. But share a brief overview of what summer 2021 is looking like at the campuses of Harbor churches. Yeah, summer 2021. I don't know, just to be super transparent, this conversation stresses me out because normally we would have had it like all figured out like four months ago and yeah. had your pretty summer calendars already. Uh, but as you mentioned, this past year, nothing has been normal, right? Um, so summer, it was, if you were to look at my Harbor students team agenda, it was what we talked about like three days ago. <laughs> hey, so what about summer, everybody? Let's, yeah, yeah. Which I love. Yeah. I love that we're getting kind of that raw, like brainstorm, fresh off that meeting uh, perspective here as you guys are processing what that's going to look like. Right, right. I think uh, one is that... Um, we do a summer event. So you guys do a similar one um, 
at Woodside that we call Youth Week and Joe and his team call it um, Hope Week. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of like a mission trip slash summer camp in one type of event, um, really geared towards like creating space for students to grow in their faith, but also like sending them out so they can live on mission and serve communities. And uh, so that is happening. Um, it'll be modified. It'll be a little different than it's looked in previous years. Um, but one thing we've noticed for our students is that everyone's excited to sign up for it because in a, in a season or a past year of things being canceled and not happening, everyone's just ready. Uh, I was talking to Joe before this, that we opened registration and we're already almost full. We only have 50 spots left and we opened registration 11 days ago. So that's really showing our team that, Hey, people are excited to re-engage and get back into um, just community and serving and, being together again. Uh, so that's one thing that's happening. And then we're just having conversations. We live in a culture here in Michigan and West Michigan where people tend to like bail in the summer. So we'll yep. do summer events um, and they ten- tend to be not super well attended. And uh, so we're having conversations about what that looks like. And we like to have at least three touch points during the summer, whether it's pool parties, going inner tubing, um, bonfires, um, at least three touch points as something to, to gather students. And then, a, you know, like a volunteer um, event, hangout type of thing too. That's kind of how our summer is starting to shape up. We still have a lot to figure out. So Joe, I hope you have it solved. Um, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm always learning from you and your team. Uh, if you guys don't know this, Joe and Woodside, they have like this calendar guide that gives you like, you can open it up and it shows you all these like events that you can, um, that you need to have at your campus or you could have at your campus. And I hope you'll tell us more about it, but let's talk about summer and Woodside, what you got. Yes. Yes. So that document that you're talking about is our, um, our summer kind of game plan uh, event in which, you know, we've talked about this before in the podcast, but we use this um, Kurt Johnson came up with it years ago, or that's who I, I learned it from, but that red light, yellow light, green light, you know, red light being buck stops here is something we all do. Hope week is one of those red lights for us. Yellow light being um, kind of, Hey, Gene, I love what you kind of shared that. Oh, we do like a volunteer sort of event. You know, that might be something like the yellow light sort of thing for us. We're saying like, Hey, listen, it doesn't have to look like this campus does it or this way, but at the heart of it, it should be a significant event that enriches the community of volunteers at your campus. Uh, we do that for our sixth grade transition event, fifth to sixth grade. You know, we call it Jumpstart. And we used to make that a red light. We do it all together. Uh, but now it's a kind of a yellow light um, for those campuses who have fifth graders moving up. And it's like, hey, it, it can't just be like, pizza with the pastor after church and we just shoot each other with Nerf guns. It's like something significantly spiritual. That one has to involve their parents in some ways. It doesn't have to be like a two day overnight. And even for us, it's evolved over the years, but that's kind of that document. And we, um, you know, I'm with you. We're, we're probably a little bit behind uh, the ball. I was, I was telling Gina, I was jealous that they already have registration open for their youth week. Um, ours is opening up our hope week registrations open up in April. Uh, but we've already let our families know that. Um, just a little side hack. 
I'm a big fan of the, the Beatles are coming approach to uh, registration. Uh, we used to just do like, um, oh, hey, uh, not talk about it until like two, three days before. Like, hey, just a reminder, this Sunday, this Wednesday, retreat registration opens. And I'm more on that hype train like four weeks out. Hope week is coming. Hope week registration is coming. It's coming. It's coming. We obviously communicate the dates out earlier, but to really prime it. And part of that is because we do get a ton of students that sign up. Uh, this year in particular, um, we're, same thing, we're to have diminished capacity. Uh, it's going to look different because of everything with COVID. Um, but we shared this last time when it came to making decisions about retreats and camps or whatever. And even last year when we're talking about decisions for summer 2020, one of my big uh, hearts when it comes to, are we going to do a camp, we're going to do a retreat? And I know that others disagree with this. Um, and, and that is, I, I don't, if we're going to call it Hope Week, it needs to feel as much like Hope Week as possible. Um, does it need to be the exact same thing? I'm all for innovation, but it's why, you know, we didn't look to do like a, uh, a hybrid online model. And that's not a knock on any of those things. Um, I think it's it, it, a lot depends on context, depends on your, your students, where you're at. Um, you know, that the vehicle can look a little bit different on the outside. I think our engines are all the same when it comes to that, to reach kids with the gospel, to see them grow in their faith. And so, um, yeah, so uh, that's a big part. So for Hope Week overall, I'm excited that we'll be able to have students are staying overnight and we're going in our community and serving and we are, uh, you know, having our nightly sessions and times of worship and everything. So um, we'll, we'll dive even more into that a little bit. Uh, but overall, this is not a brief overview, so <laughs> did not do a good job of that. But for us, we're going to be providing our, we do some, a thing called Summer Nights. It's a weekly program um, in the summer, worship, teaching. We don't do small groups, but we ask small group leaders to, to come to continue that relational connection. We'll kind of talk more maybe about what we have our leaders do in the summer. Um, and that's pretty true across the campuses. Very relational driven. A lot of our campuses have moved towards that weekly predictable summer nights meeting because we used to do the, we would do like the pool party stuff. And um, because of the nature of things of, of Michigan, um, a lot of our guys were doing pool parties on a Tuesday. And then next week it was on a Thursday. And then two weeks later it was on a Saturday. They're like, if we do it, it's always on a Wednesday or it's always on a Sunday um, because our people dip out of town <laughs> quite a bit. Um, right. But yeah, so uh, I, there's a lot of those things still happening. Um, and I think that we, we've been blessed to have more time to best prepare for everything. And hopefully, you know, um, we see ourselves coming out of that, this tunnel a little bit more when it comes to things with COVID. So that's, uh, that's where Woodside is at, um, kind of across our campuses when it comes to this summer. Yeah. I can you imagine like, hey, we have this consistent day where we're doing things. It's predictable. You can count on it. And then if you're out of town, you're out of town. But if you're in town, you know when it's happening. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things for us before I ask you the next question uh, that we is that some of our smaller campuses that because of our vacation culture where we're located, some of our smaller campuses have 
a tough time having like that critical mass to pull things off. So doing like cross campus events together have been like really helpful. Like we did a weekly like popsicles in the park kind of Bible study last summer where we brought our like lawn chairs and we were able to spread out and um, have a short, just have this time together, but campuses can join together to do that, to have critical mass. So it's, summer gives us a chance to experiment a little. And this past year has given us a lot of chances to experiment a little, which brings me to my next question. Um, looking at like this summer versus last summer, like what's different than years past? And are there changes that were caused by COVID that, um, that you're going to make this summer or things that you've that you picked up or experimented with that you're like, Hey, we're going to keep this going. Like some of us are like, we're going to keep doing some kind of digital ministry or something. Um, yeah. What is, what is that for you guys at Woodside? Yeah. Besides, you know, um, safety protocols, as I'm sure is going to be true for all of us, whether they're masks or, you know, a big thing for us, we're going to be doing a lot of our stuff outdoors um, all throughout the, the summer and which is nice for Michigan anyways. Um, you know, I, I think that the, the balance we are currently trying to find is um, determining what are some of those digital things that we're still going to continue to do uh, throughout the summer. Um, last year, we were doing a weekly digital service. Uh, we, we won't do that, but even are, are we going to live stream what we do on a Wednesday night? Um, what does that look like for us to do or even just shift up completely um, maybe it's not that teaching, but maybe it's just a, a shorter thing that we're putting out elsewhere. But I think it's really trying to figure out and get a pulse on what are the needs of the community and our students at that time. Um, and so trying to project that and, and come up with some ideas and be prepared to execute whatever it might be. So being a little bit more nimble with that. Um, I think something new that's emerged uh, that was kind of caused by COVID, we used to um, caused by the pause of COVID is we used to run a Sunday morning ministry for middle school students. And it was always kind of, uh, should we do this? Should we not do it? Uh, we used to have high school ministry on Sunday mornings. And we got rid of that years ago because we wanted to push high school students to main service. I think almost a decade ago since it's been gone. Um, but some of our campuses have still had this middle school ministry. It's not small groups. It's just an hour kind of more worship service oriented and um, all this stuff. And it's like, maybe there's eighth graders should be in the service, but sixth graders transition. So for um, the campus I'm at, um, and most of it, we, we weren't doing that ministry this past school year because of COVID and capacity and so on. And it was more of a priority for kids ministry to return on a Sunday morning, uh, as well as the worship service, because we have our midweek small groups or Sunday night small groups. So we already had our, our primary engine um, for all of our campuses. But for my campus in this summer, we're launching a sixth grade only ministry. So we're not going to be bringing back uh, seventh and eighth grade ministry. It will it's no longer seventh and eighth graders will now go to main service and so on. And the sixth grade um, ministry will, will be our new thing. Uh, and part of, you know, a number of reasons why um, I think it does allow us to be very focused on that particular phase of life. Our primary engine for small groups are Wednesday nights. Uh, yet currently our kids ministry is only Sunday mornings. So how do we bridge that gap? you know, of attendance and engagement and so on and building that relational familiarity with them on a Sunday morning 
will hopefully help, you know, and they're invited to our things, our summer night things, but now they know us. It's not just like an 11 year old showing up for the first time on a Sunday night or Wednesday night for summer nights. And there's like 200 people there and they all are, look like giants compared to them. So, um, part of that strategy, as well as, you know, we would do this thing called Service Sunday. We're trying to get our middle school students exposed to being a part of the main service on a regular basis and attending the main service and serving an hour and all that stuff. Well, um, it was hard to do with three years of students. We have 150 middle school students on a Sunday morning and there's not 150 spots for them to serve at, you know, during a service. But if we have 56 graders, that's actually a little bit easier to do and to us as leaders really spend more time with them. Um, and, you know, our high school students, we moved our, our middle school and high school students, small groups all on Wednesday nights. So we had a few high school students that used to serve as small group leaders. Um, but now future high school students aren't able to because their, high, their small groups meet on Wednesday nights as well. Well, now this Sunday morning piece will give them an opportunity to serve in some capacity. So number of different reasons why. So kind of caused by COVID, more of the innovation out of COVID as we kind of like, it would have been, you know, as we know this, it would have been hard to like cancel or shift a lot of programs in a normal season. But because of COVID, you're kind of like, okay, let's pause before we bring anything else back. And now let's see if we bring this thing back, what it's going to look like. So um, those are the primary things, you know, besides safety things, trying to, to think strategically about how we're going to digitally engage. And then the more the, the, the program that will be bought, brought back on a more regular basis, kind of shifting, um, you know, our focus to just being on sixth graders. And I know there's other thoughts that we have down the line as to what could also begin to emerge, but that's, those are our big ones. Um, uh, currently, but same thing question, uh, same question for you, Gina. I'd just love to hear, you know, again, give us that brief overview as you've been processing and coming out of that meeting just a couple from a couple of days ago, Right. what are, um, some of the things that you're diving in deeper and what might be different from last year to this year, whether caused by COVID or an innovation out of COVID, what are some of those conversations looking like with you and your team, or even, even if it's just, top of your head. You're like, <laughs> I know where I'm at and I'm still trying to figure this out as I share with my team. Right. Right. I think, uh, I think one thing that's been interesting is we also have um, two new staff people. Yeah. So it's their like first summer with us and they both were hired during COVID. So that just makes everything a little more interesting. So, um, so that to them, there's no, Hey, we've always done it this way. Yeah. <laughs> so they're still, yeah, it's true. yeah. And it's really hard to build a ministry and get to know people during a season where everybody's been distant. So I think for us, one of the things that, um, I know it's unique to where we are at, cause this isn't, has not been my experience in other places I've lived, but because of the summer culture here, a beach culture, a vacation culture, we tend to slow down a lot during the summer. And I think the thing that COVID has taught us is that now that things are starting to come back to normal people, there's a lot of energy to jump in and do things again. So it would be not, it wouldn't be great if we were to just do things like we did last in normal previous summers where we just slow down a ton. Um, it's time to like re-engage, bring the energy, be invitational um, and help get students and families plugged back in. So I think for our team, it's just trying to figure out um, 
what does that look like at each of our own campuses? What are things we can do together or separate? And still the reality that we're not completely out of COVID yet. So you still have to, you know, think, what are we doing that's outside? What are we doing that's still safe? Um, so I guess the big takeaway is, is it's time to like amp it up, but also be smart about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, we're going to have to mind that balance a lot for, uh, you know, for both leaders, students, so on. And obviously we're, we, we want to, I was talking to a former student yesterday. I'm like, nobody wants things to go back to normal more than me. Like, cause as the lead person, right, we're bearing a lot of those decisions. We're trying to process those things, weigh expectations. What can we do? What should we do? All this stuff. But as well as like, I've been, nobody's been in student ministries longer than me. I'm in my 17th year of being in this ministry. And so I'm like, I want it, I want it to feel like, you know, you guys are only in it for seven years. You guys have only been in it for a few, like, I I don't feel at home. Like I want to, I want to feel back. I want my house to be put back together, so to say, but yeah. Uh, and I think one of the things, Joe, that you mentioned earlier was that emphasis with sixth graders and that hasn't changed. We have kids moving up to our ministry. We had kids yeah. moving up to our ministry last summer. So being really strategic about those transitions. And for, for us, it looks a lot like um, one I'll be, I'll be in the fifth grade Sunday morning class like that. I'll spend a lot of my summer hanging out with fifth graders at my campus. Um, and we don't move them up towards a little bit later till after our youth week event. Um, and I'll be connecting with parents a lot. Um, so yeah, those milestone moments of having students graduate from high school, students moving up to high school and students moving into middle school, that doesn't change. That's something that's consistent and yeah. Um, so putting, we, my team will continue to put a lot of energy around, around that. That's really good. That's really good. That's, um, that makes me think of, uh, twofold as you say that, uh, you know, we, we're, we've kind of are doing a similar thing when it comes to our current seniors that we did last year, again, caused by COVID when it came to, um, doing a graduation ceremony for, for them. And it was the best thing we actually ever done for seniors. And we're like, okay, well, let's do it again this year. Again, knowing it will look a little bit different and then thinking through, Hey, what are those fifth to sixth grade things? So for those of you who are hearing this now, I love Gina, what you said, like I'm beginning now, we've talked about this before, but I'm beginning now to get ready for our sixth graders. Um, I, we'll talk about this in the, uh, another episode we're about to do, uh, about the school year, but I think that's key this year more than ever, because there are a lot of those families who haven't returned, may not return, may have been burnt by your church in the way that they handled COVID or a number of other things, or are just kind of, you know, they, they were the, 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 the seed that didn't take root and now they're not going to be coming back. So I, I'm expecting for a lot of reasons in the fall, we're going to have smaller sixth grade classes. Uh, so I think it's all the more important for that relationship to be built. And I don't know, I mean, maybe this is a quick no from you, but one of the things I've been thinking about recently is like, what can I do this summer? Maybe it was just even a, a just a hangout for my current sixth graders who'll be seventh graders. Cause I didn't have that experience with them last year. I didn't have the transition. I don't know most of them without a mask. Like they don't, they, 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 I'm going to have this new sixth grade ministry, but the seventh graders, there's going to be a somewhat of a dissonance. Now they've been a great connection with their small group leaders, 
Um, but trying to figure that out as the shepherd, any, any thoughts? I mean, I know I'm, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm asking for free advice here. <laughs> <laughs> One thing our team has been throwing around that is not part of our normal rhythm, um, which maybe we'll talk about that when we talk about the calendar year, but yeah. is, um, doing a fall retreat. That's not something we normally do. We okay. normally, we do winter and we do our, um, hope week, youth week. Um, but wondering if, is this the time where we're, where a fall retreat would really make sense? Because there are a lot of students like you just mentioned who never really got connected last year, such as, yeah, our sixth graders this year, or even if it's Good. just a, just a retreat for that age group and their leaders, um, the kids that kind of got missed. Uh, so that's something we're thinking about. Um, but that's a good question. I think that's something I'm going to brainstorm with my team. Um, because that can be a forgotten age group. And I think for those who are listening to, like, I don't know what it is in your state and so on, but like, you know, as I'm, because th- I'm thinking like, man, my sixth graders, they kind of got shorthanded by, by us a little bit because everything that was going on and we did, we gave them a gift. We did as much as we could do, but there wasn't as much as we you know, normally would do or want to do. Um, but even I think, especially for our seniors, like th- this current class, I don't know if you guys who are listening, like, man, for, for graduation, doing something special, allowing them to be a part of what you're doing this summer. Normally for Hope Week, we don't allow our seniors, graduating seniors to be a part of it because of capacity overall. I know some are different when it comes to things like camp and, and whatnot. Um, but this year they are because they didn't get it last year. Um, and we'll see. I mean, maybe the shifts for us going forward and we figure out how to make it work. Um, but I mean, our, this class of 21, they, they got it a lot, a lot rougher than the class of 20 because they, they didn't have a school year at all. They didn't have homecoming. They didn't have a retreat with us. They didn't have a lot of these other things. So for the listener, man, make sure that you guys are, are doing right by your, your seniors this year. Um, they've had it really rough. A lot of them haven't even been in school at all. Um, or it's been constantly disrupted. So, you know, we've been talking a lot about programming. We talked a little about strategy, culture, vision, but Gina, for you guys at, at Harbor, what are some of the other things you guys are doing outside of programming? That's a focus for you in the sem- summer, whether it's kind of content creation for school year, uh, leader recruiting, obviously even just like personal rest, everyone else gets out of town to, do you try to get your team out of town? So what, what are some of those other things that you guys look to do? Yeah. Um, Joe, have you taken your vacation? <laughs> I I, all of you who are listening, if you have a way that you can somewhere you log in to check your vacation time, if that's a system you use, uh, your takeaway is to go look how many hours or days you have and figure out when you're getting away. And that is so important. So you don't burn out. Um, other things are working on. Uh, I know part of our the rhythm of our team meetings is um, there's always this parking lot list of things we never get to. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we should talk about that, but we're not going to right now. So we put it in a little parking lot space to talk about later. So summer is an awesome time to like talk about all those things. Um, so with our team, we'll, we'll tackle things that maybe we've put off, um, like our social media strategy, uh, yeah. what should be on our website. Uh, what are some parent resources we need to like create or find or be more strategic about? And then, uh, and then recruiting, that's a big one, making sure we're all set and ready to go for fall. Um, and then one-on-one with our current leaders, just 
checking in, getting their feedback from the past year, making sure that those are all done earlier in the summer than later. Um, But Joe, what about uh, for you and your campus? What are some of the non-program focuses for Woodside and your team this summer? Yeah, that's um, that's really good, Gina. For uh, for us, similar obviously leader recruiting and leader appreciation and so on. I kind of hinted at it earlier. Um, with our leaders, we we don't um, we ask them to come on a Wednesday night for our summer nights, but it's not an expectation because we don't have small groups. Um, but we do, you know, we when we're meeting with them and we have a pulse on the conversations and like where they're at, saying like, hey how have you been engaging with your group this summer? What's that look like? And a lot of them have been, you know, they'll have them over at their house. They'll, they'll go together with them on meals and we'll see it on social and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of that is um, just that, that keeping that pulse with our, um, our leaders overall. Uh, and as well as kind of, again, moving the the capacity, like the, the, the needle of formality to more like organic, you know, very organized in the school year and though we really want a lot of organic still at times but very much organic in the summer um but that takes that that's even on our end too being organic with our leaders and spending that time with them um i think those are the 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 that's probably that's our biggest focus outside of programming is recruiting leaders um as well as again those transitional milestones fifth to sixth eighth to ninth senior on out of um, and I know maybe that sounds programming, but I think more of like the end for parents um, and even really for seniors, that discipleship end of moving them along. Uh, and a big thing for us is, um, I would say, interns. You usually get a lot of interns in the summer. Uh, and that's a big thing for us, just leadership development uh, and some shifts that we've been making um, we used to do, do a lot of like ministry generalists with our interns, but we've seen the need to kind of give them specific roles. So we've created specific job descriptions. So like when we're even recruiting interns, I even have some people I know who've like filled out their applications and like they're going to put students in there for us, but they're, if they don't fit one of those specific roles, uh, uh, an administrative intern, a programming intern, that kind of stuff. They're not going to be on our team this summer because they're still going to get the ministry generalist experience in, you know, because that's how ministry is. Like we all have jobs, but we all got to learn how to do everything. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of a, a shift for us. And uh, I think the last one is a big thing we're going to have to figure out this summer, or we're going to learn a lot this summer is um, we've talked about it before our hub model where we have, you know, this, these four, you know, four campuses who represent all the other campuses and the department heads at each one of those campuses um, are the, that team, that kind of centralized team. So we have a student hub and there's a rotation of who leads that, that particular departmental hub. So I'm the lead currently as we're recording it, but I won't be the lead in May. You know, that transitions over to Matt from our Lake Orient campus. So that's the real first iteration of this that we have, the first changing of the guard. So, I mean, it's going to be fun for me, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun for Matt, but I think that's just part of it. It's just kind of learning that, um, you know, what to do with all my new free time. Uh, you know. Right, right. Take your vacation. <laughs> yeah. So those, those are, those are some of the things that we're, um, we're going to be work, working on and, and, uh, and just in general, like I think for our campus as well, 
Um, there's a lot of other moving pieces and things we're trying to figure out. We've had a, a you know new senior pastor almost for two years, um, just some new department heads and just some things that we want to be doing uh, together and building towards as a church family, especially coming out of this season. And so um, I'm sure, as we all know, in multi-site, we're, we usually just talk about students, but there's always that um, reality that all of us have responsibilities to the org at large and to our campuses. Like as much as we have to do stuff for students, we also have to do stuff for campus. And I know that's true for you, Gina, and it's true for myself. So that's, um, that's kind of, that's kind of it. Um, I mean, the other thing for leaders, we, we do hit big on having our small group leaders be a part of hope week. So I think that's the biggest formal ask, like, as opposed to like 10 weeks throughout the summer, it's like six days in the summer. Um, but we know, I mean, that's just, it's not just because we need bodies there. It's because it is a retreat on steroids. Like it is next. And we all know what it's like when you're on a mission trip with people, just how that grows you and grows you in community. And so we want those leaders to be present, but Gina, that's it. That's good. That's all I got. I mean, any (laughs) other thoughts for for you on summer? I mean, we're not going to, we could wave a magic wand. I don't know if we need to. I mean, it's. Right. It's summer. It's already magical it's enough, you know? Yeah. I think just also acknowledging the reality, like I've spent a lot of my life doing ministry in Southern California and summer ministry is different there than here because the weather's always nice Yeah, and summer's never slowed down. And the churches I worked at in San Diego, it was busy, busy, busy. Um, so just out to our listeners, we love to learn from you, like what you're doing what's working, what questions you have. And I think that's one of the things I love about like the multi-site Facebook group and these different yeah. opportunities we have to gather uh, multi-site gatherings when, when we're able to have them is that it's so great to learn from each other. And I think one of the things that like from you, Joe, having your uh, calendar calendar tool that you have, your game plan, like that has been such a great resource to have for my team and look at it through the lens of Harbor churches. And um, I would encourage all of you to email Joe for that resource. It is amazing. Oh yeah, please do. And, and, and part of it, just so, you know, if someone wonders like, why, why Joe, why did you guys put that together? And a big part of it is like, I, as a campus and in a multi-site church, you, you, a lot of times you try to figure out what we can do, what we can't do, what we should do, um, what we could do. And it really was just like leveraging the collaborative nature of the team and just saying like, okay, like where is their freedom? And even honestly, a lot of times there's a lot of perception in when it comes to youth ministry, student ministry. Um, and just being say like, you know, people like, oh, students just so many events and they have to, they have to do so many events. And like, it's like, no, no, actually they don't. Pillars, hope we, the two retreats that you're going to be a part of, and then weekly discipleship through small groups. And then everything else is actually between you and your campus pastor. Now, like, Here's what we're going to recommend, but um, really it's, it's your decision and kind of having that, that dock to be able to work off of hugely beneficial um, and kind of shifting perception a little bit uh, of like, oh, students are always event heavy. My guy at my campus can never help out with what we're doing here because central or that campus is always needing this or whatever. It's like, no actually. Um, and then for I, anyone who's new to the team, like, oh, what, what can we do? What should I do? What does work well? Um, so that's, that's kind of the heart behind it. So if yeah. you resonated or you were triggered by anything I just said, and we're like, 
those campus pastors do say that about us. You're not alone. We're here to help. So. Yeah, I guess that would be my final takeaway. Like, take your vacation. And if you're feeling overwhelmed by the summer conversation, like I was at the beginning of this episode, ask for help. The multi-site community of student pastors, we share, we share resources and ideas. You are not in this alone. What about for you, Joe? Any um, last final thoughts as we wrap up this episode about summer? Yeah, I'm going to get, I'll get on a soapbox here. If you're somebody who you take the summers off, uh, I'm going to, I disagree with you. And I think that you're missing out on a ton of opportunities for discipleship. And I know there's a lot of student ministry that that's used to be the norm. I don't think you got to run at a hundred miles an hour, but why are we taking off and removing a predictable presence with students um, when uh, they have the most time? Like I, there is a, a big emphasis on organic uh, in the summer when they're out of school and that should be it. But you, we need to balance, we, we still need a little organized besides just the Sunday morning. Like, so that's, I mean, I, I remember even us at Woodside for a while, it was just like, we kind of maybe did two things um, in the summer, like with our high school students. It's like, man, you lose a lot of momentum. You lose a lot of relational equity. Um, and a lot of opportunity to build relational equity, just be like, it's summer. I need to get like, you're not a teacher. You're a pastor. Like you don't get summers off. Teachers do. You don't. So <laughs> you're only with your kids, you know, three hours on a Wednesday night. Teachers are with their kids Monday through Friday, eight hours a day. So like, yeah, there so that, that, that would be my only thing. And if you're listening to this and maybe you're trying to sway your team one way or the other, or you heard that and you're like, Hey, like. I kind of take summer off. Like mm-hmm. if you want to have somebody to push on you and, and refine it a little bit, or, Hey, you want to tell me I'm wrong and tell me why I'm wrong. I'll, I'll listen. I mean, heck, if you want to tell me I can do less and <laughs> take more time off, <laughs> I'm, that's uh, a easy bitch, but yeah. no, that, that would be it. I think that's, that's one of those things that kind of reoccurs in these conversations, especially mm-hmm. in a multi-site world. Um, and so I would just, I would challenge you to be thinking about that and to balance that organic, organized, and obviously the need for rest. Because even though I'm saying, yeah, you should be doing something in the summer. I agree with what you said, Gina, and I myself, that's when I, I take rest. I have those moments of rest mm-hmm. uh, and everything. So, um, yeah, well, I mean, that's it y'all. If you've been listening and this has been helpful, uh, to you, please share it with others. If you have any questions or if we can help you and your team out at all, it's not just something we say, it's something that we live by. We're here to help. We'd love to be a part of those conversations with you and your team. Um, you know, and uh, if you're feeling especially kind, review, you know, subscribe, review. Um, it's always so beneficial to help you just get the word out there to others. Um, and that's it. I mean, until next time. Bye. See ya.